Much like going out drinking with that friend who likes Barney Stinson too much, this episode is going to be, wait for it, <laughs> fake legendary. <laughs> Welcome to Daycare Dittos. I hope we have somehow I met your mother fans out there that get that. I was actually thinking that I would actually have to do a, a How I Met Your Mother joke, but now I don't have to. Do you want to know? Got how... that out of the way, nipped it in the bud. That's it. Do you want to know how I met your mother? Uh, I probably introduced you. You did. <laughs> <laughs> For everybody, this all is of my the mom. above, and the mother that I met before all mothers birthed a magnificent, magnificent young man who we are so happy to have here today. This is the first time we've had, uh, we're trying to complete the whole clan. We have Justin, our great friend Justin, brother of previous guest Jason. Welcome to Daycare Dittos. Thanks for having me. Super excited. Just like I say in all of my sexual conquests, which are not a lot, thanks for coming. <laughs> yeah, Only for, for you. Here. <laughs> um, nah. I, met, uh, I met Justin uh in high school and then i uh got hooked up with dave and now uh the podcast is probably thanks to justin maybe mm -hmm. i probably would have found dave either way well uh we were really good at gym together <laughs> yeah we were amazingly good at gym together discus I think you <laughs> javelin <laughs> well it is the olympics so it works muscle you lubrication. guys had the best named uh, badminton team, I believe. Yeah. Were you I was guys? Say, isn't there yes. like a history of badminton with y'all? Like, yeah. <laughs> there's a team handball, and then there was badminton. There was badminton. The sex I defenders. Was... Yes, sex <laughs> defenders. The opposite of a sex offender is a sex defender. Our teacher was like, "Oh, you can't name your team that." <laughs> oh no, we're not the sex offenders. Oh. <laughs> the sex defenders. We're defending the sex. Yeah, literally, you are the ones that stand up against sex offenders. It's like the least confrontational team ever. It's like naming your, like, if you rename a basketball team, it's just like, we are the Colorado Nazi haters. <laughs> and, yeah. and if someone's like, I hate that name, then you're like, what? And you're like, no, no, I didn't mean it. I mean, I didn't mean it. <laughs> but yeah, Justin and I met at the bus stop in sixth grade. We did. And, uh, and that was, I, I think that was like a gold silver era. It was a little late in the Pokemon game, I think. That would have been 99. So I think that would have been yellow. I, I guess I it was 99. I was on the same yes. route and uh, eventually gold and silver did come out and I was just looking for anybody on the bus to talk to me about it. And I found an older kid, probably. I, I don't remember his name. I just remember being like, yes, finally, somebody who wants to talk to me about Milpank. <laughs> Sadly, he was much older and passed away. He was 74. <laughs> you got to talk about those udders, though. Yeah. yeah. Utterly disturbing. Dave is uh, collecting banned cards from the TCG, and he found this one mill tank card that is just insane. It's technically not a mill tank card, but it should be. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a moo, there's like a milk, I forget what town milk. I feel like it's moo moo milk just because it's in most Nintendo properties. Yeah, and moo the moo US is, card is the Pokemon item. Got it. Uh, so the Moo Moo Milk in the U.S. one is just like a bottles of milk, like on a table in front of a farm. Um, the Japanese artist decided to just have a centret sucking straight out of a cow's udder, <laughs> not yeah, a milk tank. So it wasn't. A, oh, really? I just saw the, the udder and I'm like, I'm good. That's all I need to see. It's but. so weird because it also looks like a fake udder. It looks like a cow, like. It looks like a farmer holding up a baby cow and a centret's just going to town on the teat. I mean, why buy the cow when you could just suck the teat, you know? <laughs> I, uh, I learned, this is a weird thing. I used to work with a lot of business guys and they would always say funny things. And one of my favorites was I learned the, the saying where someone was like, 
That's as useless as tits on a nun. Oh and my god, I've never heard that expression. I had never either. Um, and the reason I learned about this saying, and it's like a very misogynist fucked up saying, because it's just like, these women don't like if you touch them. It's like fucked up. But the reason that we're getting around and why this is funny is a guy thought he was being clever and funny and saying that joke. And he said to me, he goes, yeah, that's about as useful as tits on a wall. And I was like, what? Tits on a wall? I mean, damn. So I I I mean, I think, no, listen, I mean, if we're really going to get into the joke, tits on a wall are are, are more productive because at least you can look at them when you jack off, right? I mean... Or just kind of slap them when you run in the house yeah. and go, good game. Like, yeah. bling. <laughs> but I, I had to like- go back and I was so confused that I talked and one of the guys I worked with is like ex-Wall Street and he's just like, oh, it's actually, he meant to say this and it's bullshit and he fucking sucks. And I was like, I agree. But it was just like, since then, I've always thought about this it's thing. Like he, he knew the expression was like ridiculously offensive and he tried to make it less so by just making it confusing and weird. And by the so way, it- here is the Miltank card. Or the the, oh. the centret just going to town on a nippy, and it's oh, like wow, he's on so. his back, and like the cow is like humping him and stuff. Like yeah. uh, going for it. It's just sixty nine. It's just sixty yeah. nine in card. It's just like draw one card, and then your partner draws one card. <laughs> the sixty nine of cards. Um, but we need to, of course, anytime we have a guest, go through the important important part of learning your journey through Pokemon. Because I teach me and you teach you. Or some, I did that wrong. I'll never learn the 69. Uh, <laughs> Not with that attitude, you won't. <laughs> Justin. So, my history with Pokemon. Um, so, uh, my brother was on the show, uh, casual nerd Jason. And uh, he talked about his experiences. So, ours are going to be very similar. But um, when we were, when I was in grade school, and I think he was in seventh grade at that point um so this was 1998 actually no 1997 let's be honest um we were hanging out and we got our nintendo power magazine and lo and behold there was a whole pokemon issue and back then whenever we saw anything that was related to uh japanimation as they would call it back then uh my brother and I got super excited. Uh, we loved watching the sci-fi channels, uh, Anime Saturday, and seeing like Tank Police and Tenchi Muyo and all of these things that you know were basically just big action explosions. And we loved, you know, seeing how that tied to video games and just seeing that there right in front of us together. I think was amazing. So. Uh, we went through this Nintendo Power magazine. We pretty much saw what the game was going to be about. And it kind of blew our minds for pretty much a year ahead of time. So we were counting down until this game came out. Um, back then, uh, Toys R Us was where we got most of our video games at the time. And we would call them being like, hey, is Pokemon out yet? N- knowing perfectly well it was going to be coming out on a specific date. But uh, we took our parents to uh, bring us over and pre-order it, and we were just so excited. So uh, we waited patiently for everything to come out. We heard a show was going to come out, and we got the promotional tape mm-hmm. from, the, <laughs> from my Nintendo and Toys R Us about the show. And that fateful September morning... Uh, we uh, got out of school, immediately went to Toys R Us, and we got Pokemon. Um, oh. So, uh, yeah. It was a year the, in the making. The only thing more 90s would be if you got, like, a burger. You went to Burger King right yeah, after, too. <laughs> so, uh, I was the most excited about it. But at the same time, um, I was garbage at video games. Yeah. I wasn't really good. Uh my brother was amazing, on the other hand, or he was my older brother, so whatever he was doing, he was better at than me. And Older um, brother rules. Basically, <laughs> the rules of older brothers. He was playing with Game Genie, and I didn't think it was fair. So <laughs> It's uh, not fair! <laughs> yeah, living life on Game Genie mode. But 
Um, I would always watch him play, you know, starting as early as I could remember, like uh, Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember playing Secret of Mana with him or just watching him play all these awesome games. And just basically watching um, and just knowing that one day I'd be able to beat a game on my own and just kick its butt. And Pokemon was the opportunity to do that. Nice. So, yeah. So I got Pokemon Red. He got Pokemon Blue. And when we first started, got ready to go. Um, I looked at the little uh, player's pamphlet, got to see uh, everything through the uh, manual. And I was like, okay, I know what I want to do. I want to choose Charmander. That's right. Of course, yeah. And then I quickly realized, no, I do not want Charmander. What? So, uh, so tell me you're on the Bulba gang. No. no. So <laughs> what no I will is. say is that my brother was on Squirtle Gang. Yeah. I started Charmander being of the mind that you know what? I heard this one might be a little bit harder, but let's go for it. And then I quickly realized maybe I should choose something that's a little bit easier. Uh, after all, this is the game that I knew I wanted to beat, so I wanted to take any advantage that I could. So um, smart, yeah. So you know, over that course of that year, uh, I played that game nonstop. Um, I loved it. Um, loved all the different Pokemon. Just loved being able to explore and just really have that escape of. You know, just being in a world where you got these little friends that you can name, and they were cool, and they had powers. Uh, meant a lot to me. Something cool, too, um, and I think a lot of people, like, we take this for granted now. Um, having a brother usually meant, like, you got a game, and unless it's, like, Joe and Mac or, like, Streets of Rage or something, like, it's your turn to play, and, like, you're not getting two of the same game. But, like, with a Game Boy you were both able to play at the same time, not have to take turns on the TV. And not only that, but can do your own separate thing. That's very much you and then interact with each other with that. Because like that game boy link cable didn't exist for Pokemon, but I mean like it was the only use for it. Yeah. Tetris. That and Tetris. That's golden sun, uh, Oracle of ages and Oracle of seasons. I think oh, it had the, the yeah. ones I can think of. Um, you were speaking of, uh, what is it, Secrets of Mana? Yes. Uh, of Mana. I learned from another podcast. Um, I know recently. exactly what you're going to say, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. It was originally called Chrono Trigger. Secrets of Mana was the code name for it. And it was originally, it was originally Final Fantasy IV. And then they made it a different game, and it was codenamed Chrono Trigger, which is the most confusing thing. It's like the photo of, like, Yoda, and it's, like, it's named Gandalf, and he's saying, like, live long and prosper. (laughs) I was going to blow Dan's mind with that fact, and uh, he'll hear it here first. I ruined it. But this is another shout-out to the Every FNFF Podcast, their newest episode. Uh, actually featured, they shouted us out for being uh, better at promoting their podcast than they are. <laughs> I mean, We're better ha- at promoting their podcast than our own, too. That's true. That's true. How, how can they promote their own podcast on their own podcast? It's true. It's impossible. I feel but, so bad, because last episode was the first episode of every, every FNFF that I actually listened to. And I was like, oh, wow. Oh, my God. You know, I haven't yeah. heard Carl in a long time, so now i got to call him. Mrs. Voice. Yeah. And uh, we're playing along. Peter and I are playing along. I listen to uh, Carl, um, and I I watch his VODs, and I'm like some sort of like voyeuristic pervert, I feel like, because I'm listening (laughs) to him while I'm like going to the bathroom, brushing my teeth, (laughs) getting ready for bed. I kiss the Looking at Carl and touching yourself. (laughs) (laughs) But we will see a, a bunch. Carl is listed on our uh, docket for Pokemon and guests, and so is Curtis. Um, But that's the future. All I care about is now. Yeah. So, Justin. 
best you were able friend. to best your rival. Who was your what was your rival name? Do you remember? Ooh. I think I just left it. I don't remember if I made it Gary. I think I made it Gary. Nice. Yeah. Mine was Gary. From the show. Because yeah. you had the choice of doing what, like Gary Blue. Yeah. Or Red. Or, yeah. Yeah. If you had red version, it would uh, be Gary or Blue. And then uh, I think there's like a third option that I don't remember off the top of my head. Or enter your own. And then for the other uh, version, it would be the other color. And I think maybe even like a third option. But I'll have to do some research onto that. Um, in uh, oh, and Originally started- in gold and silver, Sony was uh the rival name oh. there was ninten and sony oh wow as your name wow. or is that but they pulled it because you, you know what my rival's name was uh in gold and silver what question mark question mark question mark because he says his name is question mark question mark question mark and then the police asks you what it is and i was like i'm gonna answer uh legitimately it was question mark question mark question mark <laughs> <laughs> Uh, mine was Ryan, my older brother, and his was sounds about right. Day. So we made each other in the beginning. He was like, "I'll name your my rival, you and you versus me," and he didn't have a game genie though. He had a game <laughs> shark, <laughs> so he still destroyed me anyway. But uh, did, yeah, so Justin, did you actually uh, restart and choose Squirtle? Is that what you're starting yes. around? Okay. Yes, one hundred percent. So you're you're um, you're on the Squirtle squad, like uh, like I am. I'm on the Squirtle squad. Yes. Yeah. The first run through I played was well, first full run through was with Squirtle, and then I played it again with Bulbasaur. All right. Yeah. Uh, I did Squirtle, then Bulbasaur, and then finally Charmander. Mm-hmm. And now everybody, all around the world. Um, but we're not here to talk about Squirtle, or Bulbasaur, or even Charmander. We're here to talk about Growlithe. Growlithe! That's pretty good. That was, yeah, that was excellent. I've been practicing all week. <laughs> so Justin, now it's time for the other question we always ask. Why Growlithe? I feel like it was more related to Arcanine than it was to Growlithe specifically. Why Arcanine then? <laughs> Have you seen the motherfucker? <laughs> Look at him. I remember, good answer. I remember going to Zap Comics and just buying Arcanine cards. Uh, for like a buck each because they were uncommon and I was just like I'm going to have as many of these guys as I can I mean it's legendary <laughs> yeah that's yeah yeah um, I just remember just aesthetically seeing how cool he was how he was technically a dog but he had that tiger coloring and uh, he had you know the flowing uh, white yellow hair as well and just thinking how much cooler he looked than Flareon. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Well, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so just aesthetically, I just remember him looking amazing. And then I just remember when I had my Growlithe and I evolved him and getting this new Pokemon that played differently, that was definitely stronger and that had cool moves like i remember takedown was one of my favorite even though it's one of those moves where you actually take damage yourself i don't know something about the idea of being able to dish out that much damage but still having some type of effect on you kind of spoke to me for some reason and i just thought that was really cool it just seems raw yeah, yeah. He's just raw dog in it, you know? <laughs> That's l- the next name of my Growlithe. The next Growlithe I have is going to be named Raw Dog. <laughs> he's, one of, he's one of the hot dogs. There's a bunch of hot dog Pokemon. There's a whole bunch of hot dogs. Yeah. Entei? Yeah, That's Entei. a hot dog. Uh, uh, then there's uh, Hunt, Hunt Dower and Hondoom. Uh, oh, Flareon, yeah, yeah. as you said. Oh, yeah. Real hot dogs. All those hot dogs. I didn't even think of that. Vulpix is foxy, but you know, yeah. same thing. Could also be a hot, an honorary hot dog. Yeah. 
also to be fair, so there's of course when it comes to the two different games, red and blue, there's the alternate alternative like Vulpix Growlithe. Yes. Um, yeah, they're like parallels to each other. I think Vulpix that, is. Oh, what uh, were you gonna say? I think that uh, Growlithe being in red version always clinches red version as the best version to me because I just love them so much more. <laughs> Sorry. That's exactly how I feel about blue then. Well, yeah. Vulpix is my baby. Even if you love Vulpix, the first Gen 1 sprite of Vulpix is fugly. <laughs> that is true. We did establish bit, yeah. that. Growlithe it's doesn't ugly. look that great either. <laughs> but still better than I mean, Vulpix. But in all seriousness, a lot of the first Gen sprites are like, yo, what the hell is that? <laughs> so I must say, while we're talking about kind of earlier fire Pokemon. Um, I do need to issue an apology. Um, So in fifth grade, uh, there was a girl who was in my class. Her name was Erin. And uh, she was a big fan of Rapidash and Ponyta. She was what one would consider a horse girl. (laughs) and i definitely made fun of her a couple times so erin um i apologize for uh making fun of you in fifth grade because you like ponyta i made fun of a kid who liked chancy a lot so i think they were right though (laughs) i I think listen (laughs) on this podcast we'll never make fun of somebody for liking rapidash but we will make fun of them for being a horse girl. <laughs> well, if you don't like Rapidash, you can't get the bike. Because of the uh, Pokemon fan club guy who talks to oh, you about yeah. a Rapidash. Wow. In the longest okay. text box of any Pokemon game. St- stunning. Beautiful. Snuggle. Warm. Late at night. Love Rapidash. Oh, have I talked for two hours? Here is a bike voucher. Is that literally what he says? <laughs> Yeah, more or less. He's like, snuggle, at night, touching, rubbing, friction, There's like like 20 ellipses between all of his, like, fantastic, fabulous, amazing, warm, night, snuggle. (laughs) Yeah, shame. (laughs) (laughs) Regret. (laughs) Fire. I just remember uh, my little brother had this shirt he used to wear a lot. And it was uh, like Ash sitting on a ponyta screaming <laughs> on fire. <laughs> That's a good he, one. He will be a guest at some point. Yeah. We missed the Weedle episode. He was supposed to be our first, one of our early guests. but Yeah, I yelled at him for that. We'll yell at him every day. Um, so, we got some notes. Yeah. Growlithe. I'm so sometimes like you get alternate names and you see the Japanese names and you're like, that's cool. That's cool. It's one of the this few times are... that we're like, thank God. <laughs> Cause the alternative ones fucking suck. They're, they're okay. <laughs> Did you see the, the beta names for them too? Yes. Yeah. So share. Who would like to share? <laughs> Growlithe and Arcanine are so much better than the Japanese names of Guardy and Windy. Windy. Oh, man. <laughs> and they could have also been, uh, in the, the beta version, they were Flamey and Blaze. Which, I uh, mean, Blaze. Blaze is cool. That's yeah. a good nickname for an Arcanine. Yeah. You're into that, but... And of course, the best nickname for Growlithe is Growly. Yeah. Growly. Little Growly. Little Growly. That, of course, is uh, James from uh, Team Rocket fame's uh, loyal Growlithe that he had with him growing up until he died. He died? No, James, uh, I was looking at the episode today. James was so confused because um, he was... uh, Told to come back to his childhood home because his parents passed away, but his parents didn't pass away. They were just trying to get him hitched. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, yes. And James was so like befuddled. He was like trying to tell the story of how he ran away from home, and he just ended up telling a story of how he was like a little kid in, in like a snowbank, and he he 
died and became frozen and a growlith cried over his corpse until morning when like the townspeople found him and then everybody was like oh we're so sad that james is dead and ash is like crying because james is dead and then uh misty is like no he's alive and he obviously didn't (laughs) die like a story because he's right in front of us and james is like oh i'm just so confused (laughs) i also love too that uh the woman he's supposed to marry, his name is Jezebel. Like, not yeah, even Jezebel, uh-huh. just Jezebel. And she looks exactly like Jesse. Like Jesse. Uh-huh. Except and for also like more BDSM. BDSM. <laughs> she is. And also, like, in the beginning, they're like, James, they find out that James used to live in the mansion. And he's like, I didn't live in this mansion. This is Growly's mansion. Like, <laughs> like Growly had his own mansion next to the bigger mansion. I do remember watching that episode and I did love how loyal Growly was to James. And it does speak to the whole species of Growlithe and Arcanine. They are very loyal Pokemon. Like they're very fierce and they're very protective, but they're really super obedient to their um, trainers. And so obedient that some of them will not move until their trainer (laughs) tells them to do something, which is kind of cool. But Jurassic Bark. Yeah. (laughs) Futurama. Uh, you know that James goes back to Growly in Diamond Pearl anime. Oh, they really? are trying to break into one of James's old uh, family summer homes. <laughs> and Growly's there and gets so excited. And basically the family again wants to like bring James back in and like have him live a rich boy life. And Growly again saves the day by letting James be a wild scamp out on the road. And he leaves him there to take care of his parents like he always does. All James wants to do is do crime, you know? Yeah. Be gay and do crime. Does he, though? Does he even like crime? He likes having a bad boy uh, tood. That's for sure. He likes his crew, you know? He likes Jesse and Meowth and Weezing and Ekans and you know. I mean, he joined a bike gang, so... Yeah. He just sounds like a, like one of those kids that were raised very wealthy and just wants to break away from all of that. Yeah. He's like a kid who it came from money and went to, like, like lives in Brooklyn. And, it, and he's like, parents have money, but he's like, I just like living with the people. It's like, all right, dude. But, uh, but he's James, and I love him. Yeah. I really like James. A perfect companion to growl with. I think uh, my opinion of James grew uh, 12 sizes that day when I found out <laughs> that he was uh, rejecting uh, a um, arranged marriage and yeah. uh, uh, just, you know, has a, a very loyal Pokemon at home. And all of his Pokemon tend to like him, so he's got to be a good guy. Yeah. Weeping Bell really remains. loves him. The question remains, though, why did he not bring Growlithe with him? Because Growlithe needs to live in his big mansion. <laughs> yeah, that's his mansion after all. <laughs> Growlithe thing- was like, uh, oh, bye, dude, <laughs> and uh, just enjoys an entire mansion to himself. He's like, I'll protect this for you. Don't worry. Don't worry. Yeah, I got this. Yeah. He's just like at home. He's he's riding four Teslas at once. But that makes foot. sense, though. It makes sense because Growlithe are insanely territorial. Well, they are super territorial. What's he gonna do? Mark more territory? He already has that area marked. Well, I mean, everything I was reading was like, yeah, Growlithe are really super territorial against Rockruff in particular. Mm-hmm. So I don't think you'll find a single Rockruff in that mansion. At least I hope not. I mean, Rockruff does have the type advantage. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, but in the end, Growlithe is there. He says, he's just like, Growly, watch off, watch after mom and pop for me, will you? So it's like, oh, okay. Growly's there because he won't be, he's not there to watch after his parents. Oh. It's well, kind that's of, sweet. sweet, right? <laughs> it kind of goes back to like the idea of man's best friend, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Meowth, that's right. <laughs> Still there. Like, yeah, so years. man's best friend, I'm gonna abandon you for a cat. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> a yeah, I didn't even think too. about that. Yeah. Maybe James is just a cat person. Yeah, maybe. You guys ever see cats? 
No. no. I remember the uh, commercial, like, for the last time, <laughs> Sea Cats, the musical. And uh, then the, the movie was coming out, and all the women in my office, they really liked it unironically and i thought to myself well they just like bad movies so i'm not gonna go see that um i learned that in cats the musical every cat has like a name a human gives them and then they have their cat name and then they have a secret name that they don't tell anyone (laughs) i didn't i thought this was fake and I had to ask people, apparently that is real. So that's that's another thing that you guys can take to the bank today. I think Do you if, get to learn one of the secret names, or is it just a secret? Uh, Forever. I don't know, but they were just listed names, and they're like, Mistopheles Flumbum Do-Gooder. Like, they're all, like, insane fucking names that just make no sense. And I'm like, oh, yeah, musical theater. They have to be Jellicle, I think. Like that—that's like the how how cats are is uh, apparently the word jellical or something crazy like that. I, w- I was being told what the plot was, and it made no sense to me. It sounded like made-up words that crazy cat people made up. I just can feel like I they... just review the broad plot of cats as it's been told to me. Yes, okay. I would love to hear that. From my understanding, cats is about a one-in-a-generation opportunity. <laughs> For any cat, from a cat off the street to a cat living the high life in a mansion, to be reborn again as a newer, more beautiful, more outrageous, more gorgeous cat. So they pass and they get reincarnated into this new majestical form. Please, someone um, let us know if this is the actual (laughs) plot of cats, because I hope it is. Everybody wants to be Giovanni's cat. Um, by the way, I just changed my porn name to uh, this cat's name, which is Bustifer Jones. Bustifer <laughs> Jones. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can't make that up unless your name is something Lloyd Webber. Uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber. Uh, but anyway... Do you know something that's kind of nice about Growlithe? In Gen 4, when you catch a Growlithe, there's a 100% chance that it's going to be holding a Rostberry, which it'll it'll heal you from burn status, which it doesn't need. But it's kind of nice that if somebody, like, it's like if somebody, like, stabbed you and then, like, wrapped up your arm. (laughs) It's like, yeah, my bad. I guess I'll be obedient to you now and patch you up for the damage I've done. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> it's kind of sweet. Yeah. It's very considerate. Mm-hmm. They can get burned uh, in one way or another. Uh, I was going to wait to to share this, but one thing about Growlithe uh, that I'd like to uh, say is that uh, they eventually, uh, there's a, a move called Burn Up that they can learn, which um, oh, yeah. is a very, very strong fire type move. I think it was uh, 130 base power, um, which is like, you know, like hyper beam levels of damage. Um, I think hyper beam is a little bit stronger, but. Uh, can um, you do your hyper beam noise again for us? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, I crave it. <laughs> but it gets rid of uh, its fire typing and it becomes typeless. Typeless is not normal, uh, like type. It is actually, uh, it, it gets no bonuses to any uh, attacks. Um, a typeless attack will do neutral damage to everybody, and it uh, defensively will take neutral damage from everything. Um, you can take Growlithe or Arcanine out of the battle and then put it back in, and it'll uh, become fire type again. But. Um, as typeless, it can actually get burned. Hmm. Wow. So That's insane. Yeah. So there are ways that Growlithe can get burned, and it's if it burns up its fire typing. Um, another way that uh, you can get a typeless Pokemon is by having a pure flying Pokemon use the move Roost, 
which removes its flying type. And, Damn. Uh, in, uh, for one turn, while it uh, in return gets 50% of its HP back. So, typeless Pokemon, just a nice little quirk that you, uh, you don't know about. And in fact, you know one of the typeless moves. Uh, after Generation 1, Struggle became typeless. So, uh, hmm. Struggle, of course, being the move that you use when you have no moves left to use. Which is just like me in real life. Yeah. <laughs> On the dance floor. When I'm run out of moves, I struggle. Sometimes uh, I hit 11 a.m. and I'm already struggling. <laughs> 11? That's late. <laughs> uh... So this is a glitch in the original game, and I don't know if you heard about this. I figure if there's anything that has to do with how the original game operates, you know about it because you're Peter. I know what you're going to say. See? Exactly. (laughs) Did you know that there is a way to glitch? um, Basically, you can evolve a Pokemon that needs a stone by switching out a specific Pokemon after it in battle. So apparently if you gain a level with a Pokemon that needs a Thunderstone, but then switch to Growlithe, it'll evolve. What? Yeah, that's a generation one exclusive. Um, The only thing that needs to happen is that uh, the Pokemon that would evolve through a Thunderstone needs to gain a level in the battle. And the Growlithe also needs to have participated in the battle. And it's because of some weird hexadecimal shit that uh, that happens. And there are other Pokemon for the other evolutionary stones. But I was trying to look them up today and I didn't have enough time. So I didn't. I just know that Growlithe is Thunderstone for Generation 1. Imagine being the first person to figure that out, though. Yeah. I always think about things like that. You know, I was watching... I think, or I was not watching it, but I heard about SGDQ. Somebody was doing this like Paper Mario hack, or like, yeah, or they were playing. I think you told us about it, Peter. Where like they were, they would take out, um, like they were playing a Zelda game, and then they would take out the game and put in Paper Mario, <laughs> and then put the Zelda game back in at the, at the end of the yeah the Zelda run. That, that, that was insane. That involves using Zelda to write code to the bumper pack. Uh, which is like the RAM expansion for the N64, and then crashing the game, but the um, values are still in RAM, and then swapping in Paper Mario, doing further more glitches, and then uh, wrong warping directly into the credits. Yeah, but you know that that must take a lot of trial and error. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you who, can't, you like, can't figure that out without actually being able to see. Uh, the memory values directly yeah. on, on your console. And that involves yeah. using computers. My cousins used to like playing, uh, like they'd be playing like Rocket Power and they'd be like, check this out. And while they're playing Rocket Power, they'd like pop open their PS2 and like Scooby-Doo would be in. <laughs> <laughs> they would just like switch the discs. There's and then some... after a while it would just like break. Like it would There's just some... turn off. Tool assisted speed runs in uh, a or they're not even speed runs at that point. It's uh, a it, it, for AGDQ and SGDQ where they uh, like programmed like Pong into Pokemon because Pokemon is so broken that you can access yeah. the memory values just by going into your inventory screen. Honestly, that's cool. So, I you, love learning about all the broken things that are in red and blue. Yeah, <laughs> I you, think it's just so entertaining. You, you can beat the first generation in less than a minute by wow. just like writing directly to uh, the code. So when you leave your mother's house, you're already in the Hall of Fame, which is what I wish my life would be like. Peter, you belong in my Hall of Fame. Up the heart. I still uh, have my, my my most precious memory is a uh, orange piece of paper where Justin asked me to uh, join the cool kids table. Uh, this was in high school, and I thought to myself, "Magic does exist in this world," and Justin is the the, the most magical of all. He's the Hagrid <laughs> that walked up to you. Yeah. You're a wizard. <laughs> A what? 
<laughs> be a wizard? We talk about oh. this way too much <laughs> on this podcast oh. all the time. Um, no, it's just a, a moment of pure magic in my life that will, I will never return to. It's when Justin said he wanted to be my friend, and I thought, oh. wow, this is this is right. This is what... Because, uh, like, he had no reason to do that to me, and I had no way of knowing that he was a Pokemon friend. That's how I make all oh. of my friends in life. Oh, I okay. just saw this kid sitting in the corner, and... I was at a table with one other person. I'm like, hey, come on over. We could be That's friends, like, and it, it worked out. This is the sweetest thing. It's so sweet. And he taught me all about music. Um, love. Love. <laughs> how to, how to self-love. <laughs> yes. Important. Uh, speaking of... I read, read to you from the scrolls. Yeah. <laughs> um... So, you know, like, how this Pokemon's named Growlithe? Yes. So it's like Growl, like a dog. <laughs> I know what you're going to say now, And too. then Lith, which oh, I had to Google. Lith? which yeah. I had to Google. And it's uh, thin, supple, and graceful, especially on a, of a person's body. Ooh. Just like oh, my Rapidash. Why do they make this sexy? Why are they like, yeah, it's just a supple little puppy. It's just a little <laughs> tiny wasted puppy. Well, uh, funny enough, uh, you call it Growlithe from Growl. It cannot learn Growl. It does not learn the move Growl in any generation. Um, Lyrith sound dumb, so they didn't <laughs> tail wag it. Uh, so, yeah, uh, it can learn, learn Roar. Roar, roar live. Um, uh, so the reason why uh, it might not learn growl, even though it's called Growlithe, is because uh, in Japanese, growl is actually um, cry. So it would be like Crylithe. <laughs> so. Which sounds like a Final Fantasy character. <laughs> it does. Oh boy. So that's what I thought you were going to say, is that uh, Growlithe cannot learn growl. This is uh, something that I looked up because I was uh, I was very curious. I was like, I don't think a Growlithe has ever used growl. Uh, the names were kind of wild. Did you guys see uh, Putty? No, I didn't see that one. So, of course, as we were finding with the 1997 Space World demo, when they pulled it apart... There were many versions of this Pokemon that, um, you know, of different Pokemon that were three evolutions when they were balancing the game. And because they kept running into restrictions with size, they had to get rid of a lot of the baby Pokemon and just kind of started with the middle. Mm -hmm. um, or vice versa, like with Psyduck, of course, they got rid of Weird Duck because it was an abomination. This is the baby <laughs> Growlithe, and its name is just listed as P-U-D-D-I. Puddy. Pud, famously uh, a name for, like, a dick. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've seen that. this. Look I've never ears. seen that before. I've never seen that. It's Look at those floppy one. ears. I think it's I'm digging awful. it. It's it's okay. <laughs> I'm into it. It looks like a. It's just like a shitty Growlithe, and it's it looks like a part cupcake, part dog. Yeah. It looks it, like the uh, the head of a Jigglypuff. It's on his tail. Oh, it does. It's got yeah. It's got that like Clefairy tail. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's weird. We'll post it on the Instagram. I just thought it was strange. Because we got Putty, who was going to evolve into Growlithe at level 12. Yeah, I mean, he looks more akin to the other puppy Pokemon. Uh, like, Growlithe is a little bit bigger, I feel like, than uh, Lillipup, Rockruff, and Yamper, which are also yeah. puppy Pokemon. So, I, I, can, I can totally get that he was originally uh, designed as a, a middle evolution. Hmm. But, uh, I mean, we're already like 45 minutes in, and now we got to get to the big hitter. And the reason Justin's here. <laughs> the big shitter. Finally, again, we can get into the world of 
the 2020 Google assisted Pokemon ratings of top popular Pokemon. We haven't had one for a bit, but Arcanine is the ninth favorite Pokemon in Kanto. Wow. Really good. Right behind Mewtwo and in front of Lapras. Okay. That's impressive. And overall out of all 900 something Pokemon or whatever, close to 900, um, it was 48th overall. Damn. That's not bad. Um, that's high. And very high. And that's behind Incineroar and right in front of Jirachi. The wish trailer really? makes those wishes. You know, Jirachi, he's just like a little star. <laughs> but like star. to Justin's point, Arcanine is a dope looking Pokemon. Yeah. It is. But at the same time, I know we're kind of wrapping up. No. But I feel like there's something that we need to address here. What is it? Uh, so we've talked about Arcanine being loyal, but also being territorial. And we know that in the world of Pokemon, uh, Growlithe and Arcanines are occupational Pokemon. Which yeah. is to say <laughs> that... They work with the police departments all throughout Kanto and throughout the Pokemon world. So, knowing this, I have to ask a spicy question. Yes. If all cops are bastards, does that include Growlithe and Arcanine? I saw Growlithe with a Punisher patch on it. (laughs) Oh, no! (laughs) Typical. Jesus Christ. Um, But this also just gets me thinking, not specifically to Growlithe and Arcanine, but also to like Raichu and characters like Lieutenant Surge. Like, what does that say about people in the Pokemon world and where Pokemon stand to them? Like, um... ethically, as far as, you know, all of these different socioeconomic things go too. You need to kind of think about it that way. If they're a source of labor and also kind of a source of enforcement, I think it's an interesting question. I couldn't leave without talking about that. I have uh, additional spicy details revolving around that in ultra sun and ultra moon, um, some of the flavor texts for Arcanine says that, um, a great general back in the day used an Arcanine to uh, basically dominate an entire land. And uh, that was a part of the reason why it is known as the legendary Pokemon, because oh. it was a legendary conqueror, even though it's uh, quote unquote, quite more common than you think. Um, so yes, I mean, I guess in the hands of uh cops and especially if we were to put real life uh pokemon in uh real life cops hands uh yeah they they would really uh put the kibosh on uh, all of us especially because they'd probably be riding their arcanines because the arcanines can go uh 6200 miles in a single day fueled by only their inner fire so (laughs) also the nepotism for the police force. <laughs> like, it's messed up. It's just like, talk about diversity on the police force. It's literally just one family. Like, there was like one person who had a bunch of daughters, and like, it's just like that family just put I them mean, all to work. A lot of the time that translates into real life, too. I mean, there's families of cops constantly yeah. in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a, we've kind of touched on this in some of the prior episodes. There's a lot of, issues in pokemon politically um you know this is not this is one of the many but one to that's important to address for sure um but yeah i I don't know i think i think because it's such a worldly company there are times where certain um (laughs) offensive behaviors and things like that are just overlooked and it's sad and i hope um that that leaves us in the pokemon world eventually especially with you know you know 
a lot of the brutality that's happening out there is just not right. Yo, Jenny sucks too. Like, Ash is an <laughs> idiot, and he's the one who stops all the crime. <laughs> like, they just stop all the crime. Jenny just yeah. put up a couple of wanted posters in one town of Jesse and James, and they didn't even get Jesse or James's good side. So, uh, you know, fuck that. Yeah, like a fucking Vulpix will just go like, and like shoot fire and the game's over. Like they just pick, like Psyduck will be an idiot and like fall over his own dick. And then like his head will glow and he stops all crime in a town. And then meanwhile, she's like, thank you. I'll drive you to the next Pokemon Center. Like, get aboard my hog. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I always like... She always sees them, and she's just like, ah, bad guys, like, immediately. And then Ash is just like, no, I'm Ash Ketchum. You may know me from previous year cop family. I'm <laughs> always there to do the family your... email. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm always there to do your job. Do you think there's, like, Officer Jenny in, like, the jails? It's, like, jail Jennies? That'd just be, like, torture to the inmates. Jenny from D Block. <laughs> that's a really <laughs> that's a very good joke. Officer Jenny, awesome. are you ready to pull the uh, the execution switch? Yeah, Voltorb. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! They just put a rotom into a guy and kill him. Um. Squirrel, yeah. apply the wet towel to his head. <laughs> Ooh. I'd love for there to be a book about like ethics in Pokemon. If you look about like ethics books, you could find that so many exist about pop culture topics and link them to philosophers and thought. So if there was one related to Pokemon, that would be a goldmine. I would love that. I would love to read that. So if anyone knows of something similar, let us know because that's... That's super interesting, especially as the as the franchise continues to boom. I think it's things that need to be addressed, and I would love to research that. Seven years ago, apparently, there was a really big thread on Reddit that may be worth reading. So we'll have to look into that. Um, we <laughs> we talked a bunch. Some things that I think we should touch on. Um, did anybody look into Shiza and the Food Dogs? Briefly, no. Um, I I I just uh, quickly researched that uh, they were um, what outside houses. They usually came in pairs. One was a male, one was a female. One had its mouth closed, one had its mouth open, and they were for keeping in good spirits and keeping out bad spirits. Um, just we have some in our statues. House. I bought them at uh, Chinatown in San Francisco because that's where my favorite movies set. <laughs> yeah, and this is uh, the Shiza dog is pretty much what Arcanine and Growlithe are based off off of, and I guess like it kind of goes into like Japanese folklore and kind of another reason why they call Arcanine a legendary Pokemon because it's part of Japanese legend and things like that. Um, and it's also um, Kind of another parallel going back to the Vulpix thing, like Vulpix is, is based on, we talked about it in another episode on the Kitsune. Um, so it's kind of like, you know, they're both canine-like creatures. And the other cool thing about the parallels between Vulpix and Growlithe is that Growlithe has a 75% chance of being male and Vulpix has a 75% chance of being female. They're both in the same field ed- egg group. Um, they can both have the ability flash fire. Um, and they both have very similar shiny colors, which I thought was interesting. They're like kind of yellowish. So I don't know. I think a lot of the folklore and a lot of the uh, similarities between the two are really nicely portrayed in the first generation and on. And it's like China, parts of China, parts of Japan, a couple different folklore. And, and also weird thing is the food dogs have like tiger, uh, pieces as well. It's like lion, tiger, and dog which gives them their stripes all the oh, way wow. through. Um, and then uh, the other thing is, well, we talked about the legendary, but it's so confusing. 
It really is, especially in the first generation. <laughs> but it's confusing with the anime. Like, yeah. I, I we need to figure this shit out because like Ho showing up on the first episode when it didn't even exist yet. Like, yeah. what the fuck? And then in the first movie, they have that wall of all the legendaries, and there's just a goddamn, like, Arcanine it's, there. It's got the three birds in Arcanine. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, if you're going to have a nice piece of artwork, you need four Pokemon. And there were only three known legendaries back then. So I guess you could plop Mew in there. Yeah. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. That'd be nice or for a change. What about ho It didn't exist, but you fucking flying his ass through, like, Pallet Town. Like, really? He's just, like, Ash, like, literally just, like, wakes up, and maybe he's in Viridian, like, I don't even know, but he just, like, pops his head out, and he's just like, oh, shit, giant bird, who, the whole sky's a rainbow now, and, like, no one saw that shit. That was probably the hallucinations of his dying mind, and the rest of the anime is just in his uh, comatose mind. But so that's he gets shocked. Theory. Yeah. He gets shocked by Pikachu, like the for the first time in Professor Oak's lab, and dies there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, turns out he had a bad heart. <laughs> well, now he does. Um, <laughs> another thing I thought about too is. You know how... I'm a professor, not a doctor. This this is not Pokemon lore, but I wish it kind of was. You know how, like, all of our dogs... Like, you'll see the memes and stuff where it's like, this is what we have now, and it'll be like a small poodle or something. And mm-hmm. it's like, this is where they came from. And you see, like, wolves, like, in, the, 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 in nature. Do you think that possibly, like, Growlithe is the kind of like uh, what's the word when you like domesticated is Growlithe the domesticated like legendary dogs Ooh, now that is a good question or are they different like breeds because you can kind of match up different legendary dogs that to like pokemon that looks similar because like that's true like entei could be like the prehistoric almost version of like a Growlithe. I think uh, the going fan theory is that Entei is a um, a uh, Flareon that was oh. uh, brought back to life with Ho-Oh's powers. Ooh, interesting. So, oh, whoa. Um, yeah, I guess so. I mean, anything's possible in the world of Pokemon under our good lord Arceus. Mr. Mime was <laughs> some weird dude <laughs> who was brought back to life with <laughs> fucking, I don't know. <laughs> Mr. Mime was a uh, French person who uh, died of a sexually transmitted disease and was brought back by Ho-Oh. And then somebody was like, well, what about my wife? And then <laughs> Jinx... <laughs> And we were playing Pokemon Go today. We went for a walk, and I forgot that you can have a Pokemon follow you. So I was like, I want a shiny to follow me. What do I have? So now I have a horrifying, massive, shining jinx. Oh, it's awful. <laughs> it's it like, is so bad. It Mom. follows you, and it's like the same size as my character, and it's just wandering my neighborhood. Like, all the property oh, no. values in our neighborhood have gone down tonight. Oh, no. <laughs> Jinx and Mr. Mime, famously in the human shape egg group, uh, which are the only other uh, Pokemon that have a uh, more male than female ratio, just like Growlithe. So, wait, can you have can you have a female Mr. Mime? You can. Oh, Interesting. You can't have a male Jinx though. Uh, huh. Interesting. Yeah. I think I I think I I might be wrong. Um, uh, One thing that I really wanted to get in as well is uh, this always really pleases me. I do watch a lot of Pokemon speedruns, and a lot of speedruns just takes a uh, starter from the beginning to the end, and maybe you'll catch the um, the plot legendary along the way and use him. Uh, but in Sword and Shields, 
Uh, in the sword run, you'll take your swabble into an Inteleon and just beat the game that way. But in the shield route, you start with a score bunny so that you can get the charcoal item so that you can give it to an Arcanine. And Arcanine carries you first couple of gems and eventually you catch a um, Drillber and you use him. What? But Growlithe is part of the... Uh, the uh, the shield speed run. There's another route where you get a cottony named Candy Floss in a train, and you use him as your uh, your next main as well. And that's a good route too. Um, but the reason why uh, Growlithe is so good in that run is because you can catch him early. You can get an early Firestone. You can evolve him right away into Arcanine. And you can bring him to the Pokemon Center where a move relearner is sitting there ready to give him flamethrower, burn up, reversal, and his signature move, extreme speed. So, yeah. Um, And it's crazy because, like, in the normal world and in the Pokemon world, the kids were just doing speed. But then Growlithe (laughs) hit the scene and they started doing extreme speed. You want some extreme speed? I... I, (laughs) That was a move introduced in Generation 2 for Arcanine, uh, so that Blue in the Viridian Gym could uh, show it off to you, and I thought that, that was the coolest Pokemon move name ever. I heard in earlier gens, the uh, Growlithe and Jenny population were putting extreme crack into low-income areas. Uh, <laughs> that's a whole other story with the Pokemon FBI. Um, Slow poke tails. <laughs> Um, and yeah, before the new game, you really shouldn't evolve your Growlithe until level 45, so it learns all of its moves. But yeah, because now... Arcanine can't learn. An old dog does not learn new tricks. Oh, that works. <laughs> <laughs> well, are you guys ready to learn about some Pokemon appearances in the TCG for Growlithe and Arcanine? Yes, please. Sure. Um, so, okay, let's have our uh, our guesses of the night. How many Growlithe cards do you think are out there you could collect? Uh, 19. All right. 12. Okay. Uh, 311. <laughs> 311? Come on. 13. No. Come on, guys. Didn't we not talk about how popular Growlithe okay, and fine. are? Okay, fine. 27. 69. Okay. All right. <laughs> 22. All right, so Growlithe has 25. Damn, Justin was right. That's a lot, yeah, that's a lot. (laughs) But it's good because we like Growlithe. Growlithe is really cool. We we did determine that I think the four of us like Arcanine better. Arcanine is 27. Okay. Arcanine, uh, you give him a Firestone and he gains 300 pounds of mass. (laughs) Uh, Arcanine is six foot three. That's uh, eye height with me. So that's scary. Imagine that. Yeah. I, I mean, him. to be fair, a dog that would be that size would probably be three hundred pounds. That's like a small horse. Yeah. Heaviest dog I ever met was two hundred and fifty pounds. It was a Saint Bernard. Holy crap! I gave it a bath. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so how many uh, Growlithe or Arcanine cards? 24 Arcanine cards. So what? 25 Growlithe and 24 Arcanine. Yeah. So Growlithe here. is more popular, you heard it here. Yeah, our baby boy has a, a little bit more of a popularity in the TCG. Now, how cute yeah. are all of them on a scale They're of 1 to cute. 10? I really do enjoy it. They have like a lot of Growlithe cards that are just like plump, fat boy, just sitting down looking all good, and he's very cute. He probably feels amazing. all right well that has been another episode of the daycare dittos justin thank you so much thanks for having me guys was there anything else you would like to plug or share any final ending comments um legendary words of wisdom legendary words of wisdom Mm -hmm. now that i'm on the spot um (laughs) no i just gotta i gotta play these new games that are coming out um see how uh pokemon is it arceus is that the yeah Legends Ooh, arceus. Arceus. no 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 uh pokemon has changed its arceus now because technically that's a british butthole 
<laughs> oh, I heard Arceus. about this. Arceus. It's Arce- it Literally, they are pushing it. Now it is Arceus, so it's not a British butthole. Gotcha. Well, <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited to uh, plumb the depths of this new uh, Arceus game and hope my raw dog makes an appearance. <laughs> well, we'll raw dog you again next week. Air, uh, that's a bad way to end it. <laughs> Or the best way. I mean, all of my dreams usually revolve around that. Yeah, Justin. put a put a, a weeping bell on it before you raw dog Ooh. it. <laughs> Make sure it has no teeth. Well, that's why you stay away from. Well, I guess like victory bell's got that little like a uh, like ball tickler. <laughs> too. Save it for the weeping bell episode, guys. Save it. Good night. I think I think sixty nine is uh, bell sprout. No way. I think so. Makes my bell sprout. (laughs) (laughs) That's where you end it. That's it.